Yom Kippur, everyone has heard about it one way or another. It's on every Jewish calendar. Especially in 1973, the Yom Kippur War, it broke out on Yom Kippur. So the world learned a new name, Yom Kippur. What is Yom Kippur all about? And what does it mean to you and I? Yom Kippur, otherwise known as the Day of Atonement, comes 10 days after the beginning of the new Jewish year. The beginning of the new Jewish calendar year is called Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. And the reason why it's called the head of the year, it's not called the beginning of the year, because what happens in the 48 hours of those two days of Rosh Hashanah determines the rest of the year. That's why we celebrate Rosh Hashanah by not only going to synagogue to pray, it's days of introspection. It's a day of appreciation, a day that we think about the past year and we think about the coming year. It's a day that we coronate God as our King. We recognize that God Almighty in Heaven is our King, and we crown Him yet once again. That's why we blow from the ram's horn as we coronate God Almighty to be our King. And we ask God, we know that during Rosh Hashanah, our books of life is open in front of you, and we know that you are going to inscribe in the book for what is deserving to us this year. We pray to you, God Almighty, inscribe us in the book of life. Inscribe us in the book of health. Inscribe us in the book of prosperity, in the book of pleasantness, in the book of redemption. Yes, on Rosh Hashanah indeed, our books of life is open in front of God, and God inscribes in the book of life what our year, what the year to come is to be. There are 10 days in between the beginning of the new year until the day of judgment, the day of Yom Kippur. Yes, we have 10 days to appeal to God that whatever he has written, to be written for the best. Because 10 days later, on the Day of Atonement, is the day when God will seal the book. That whatever was written will be sealed. And we actually pray to God on the Day of Atonement, as the end of the prayer day, we say, God, seal us for a good year. Seal us in the book of life, in the book of prosperity, in the book of health, in the book of redemption. It is a journey of 10 days, 10 days of repentance, 10 days of introspection, 10 days of understanding how grateful we are to be alive, 10 days to be grateful to God Almighty for giving us our life. As in the books of mysticism, it gives us an example, just like the sun and its rays. We here on earth are so far away from the sun, but we benefit from its light and its warmth. 
How much more so when the sun and the ray and the sparks are closer to each other. During these 10 days, God Almighty and us are so much closer to each other. So we have the ability during these 10 days to not only offer our prayers, but to connect with God, to repent and to ask God for forgiveness, to ask each other for forgiveness. As God has created us as human beings, God has created us with temptations, with weaknesses, with frailties. God did not create us perfect. God created us so we should have all these challenges because God also gave us the ability to overcome these challenges. And that is the journey from the beginning of the Hebrew New Year, Rosh Hashanah, all the way through Yom Kippur. The actual day on the 10th day of the new year is dedicated as the day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, the day where God is going to forgive us, the day we're going to ask God for forgiveness, the day that we and God are going to spend 26 hours together. We're going to fast. We're not going to eat. We're not going to drink. We're not going to wear leather shoes. We're going to spend the 26 hours of the holiday connecting with God. We actually dress in white so that we are pure from sin. We are dressed in white as we are in, in an angelic mode because we have truly repented from our heart and we're asking God for forgiveness. God has introduced into the world an amazing gift amongst all the other gifts God gave to the world, the gift of forgiveness. That when the Israelites were sojourning in the desert and they fell prey to the golden calf and they worshiped the golden calf, which is one of the worst sins a person can do, Moses pleaded with God. He says, please allow us to repent. Allow us to be remorseful. Allow us to ask for your forgiveness. It was on this day, on Yom Kippur, that God told Moses, I am forgiving you. Let your nation know that they are forgiven. And that day was marked as Yom Kippur. Every year on that day, we also turn to God and we say, God, forgive us. We have sinned. We have made mistakes. Intentionally or unintentionally, we are human. And I'm, I'm confessing all my sins to you. I want to start over. Forgive us. By saying those words, by thinking about it, and making a resolve that we will not fall prey to those weaknesses again, you're guaranteed God will forgive you. And that's what's so cleansing on Yom Kippur. Besides the fact we don't eat and drink for 26 hours, and we realize what life is like without food or water, we realize how our lives are so dependent on God Almighty that this is truly a day worthwhile spending with God to get God's forgiveness and get God's blessing for the coming year. It is also on this day that we have a memorial prayer for our deceased. It's a special moment that we open up a window to heaven and we reach out to all the souls of the past generations and we connect with them. We share with them what our year was like and we share with them what the memories are like of them. We actually talk to them. We connect with the souls of the past. 
What an amazing experience on the Day of Atonement. Take the word Day of Atonement. Break it up. The, the day at one minute. Yes, this is the day we become one. We become one with God. We become one with ourselves. We become one with our loved ones. It's a reunion. Time to come back to our roots. And this is why almost every single Jew knows if there's ever a time you need to be in synagogue and temple, it's got to be Yom Kippur. You don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that experience. I'm spending 26 hours of the 365 days. This is one day you spend with God. You bond with God. And you are assured with God that your prayers will be listened and answered. You are not just going there for yourself, but you're going there for your family, for your loved ones. And that is such a great opportunity to be able to reset the clock, reset our mind, and reboot and start over fresh anew. There's nothing like listening to the final blast of the ram's horn at the end of Yom Kippur. At the final end of the holiday, we blast the ram's horn with a sound that's heart-pursing, that it's also a sound that elevates up to God in heaven. It's a sound of victory that we have been victorious over everything that we have dealt with. We are now clean from sin. We are now forgiven. And we are now ready to take on a new year with new resolutions, with new opportunities, with new energies, with new blessings from God. God gives you unlimited amount of blessings and opportunity waiting for us to actualize it. And that is how we celebrate Yom Kippur. That is how we celebrate the Day of Atonement. It's not just about the fasting. It's not just about not eating and drinking, but it's about prayer. It's about confession. It's about, most of all, a day of forgiveness. It's a guarantee that you will be forgiven. No matter what offense you have done to God, He promises, He guarantees that you will be forgiven. Make it your greatest effort to attend the Yom Kippur services this year. Be part of it. You too will be forgiven. You too will have a sense of renewal and refreshing. And you too will have a chance to talk to God one of the holiest days of the year and share with God what your needs are. Share with God what your wants are. And share with God what life has been for you. I'll never forget the story. Once a gentleman came to synagogue totally liberated, drunk as could be at the opening services of the holiday. And people looked at him and says, who comes in drunk to such a holy day? The rabbi, the saintly rabbi said, let him be, let him be, let him be. He slept through the whole new Kippur services. At the end, when he sobered up, the 
rabbi said, he has already forgiven, been forgiven. Don't worry about it. When he sobered up, they asked him, what happened? How do you come to the synagogue drunk? He says, I'll tell you. I was at home realizing what kind of terrible year I had. My wife passed away. My farm got destroyed. I have no income. I barely have anything to eat and drink. What a terrible year. Am I going to go to the synagogue and pray and thank God? What am I thanking for? So I took out two bottles of vodka. One for God and one for me. And I had a frank conversation with God. I says, God, this was not a good year. This was a terrible year. You really wronged me. God, I wasn't the best either. And I've sinned plentiful. I've also wronged you. You know what? Let's make a deal. You forgive me. I'll forgive you. Now let's drink up together. And he drank both bottles of vodka. Those pure words. That conversation was so pure. Was so meaningful. He called God out. Yes. You were not good to me this year. It was a difficult year. Why did you take my wife away? Why did I lose everything? Why am I like this? But he realized that he also wasn't the best. And he made a deal. God, you forgive me. I'll forgive you. Such pure words like that did go up to heaven. It pierced the gates of heaven and brought God such pleasure as the saintly rabbi attested to. After drinking two bottles of vodka, you do come to synagogue and liberated. And yes, you have been forgiven, so it's okay to sleep through the services. Well, to us all, we are going to settle our accounts with God. Forgive God for whatever you think you need to forgive God for, and He will definitely forgive you. May we all be blessed with forgiveness and be blessed to be inscribed and sealed for a happy, healthy, prosperous beautiful year of redemption and year in the best of health and spirit. God bless you. God loves you.